And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice cannon, baby. Adam Cole recently returned to, not not one of our topics, but something that uh, we can at least start off with. Yeah, but I'm better, so. That's true. And speaking of just better Adam Coles, let's talk, Juice, about what recently happened the last weekend as of this recording. It was Royal Rumble weekend. I know you're a fan of the Royal Rumble as much as I am. And we interestingly had some pretty differing opinions on it. And of course, the, the pay-per-view started with the Men's Royal Rumble, which I, out of left field, I that didn't get spoiled for me. I watched it the day after. I watched it on Sunday. And that didn't get spoiled for me that that went on first. And it shocked me. Genuinely shocked me. Yeah, I was shocked too. I mean, it happens sometimes. I remember the one that Bianca won. I'm pretty sure the woman's was last. But um. Yeah, I was pretty surprised considering Cody Rhodes is the golden child and that's who won. I would have thought that's where they'd end it. Um, but they ended it with the, the their hottest story, um, the bloodline match, which is weird. I was expecting, you know, they usually like to sandwich the rumble matches, but that's not what they did. They decided to end with their hottest storyline, which I think was a good choice. It was good. Um, and that match was a banger, but Let's go back to the men's Royal Rumble match. That was also a banger. It was a really fun match. I mean, there were some creative decisions I don't agree with, but it, was it a good Rumble match? Yeah, I think so. There are some great spots like that Logan Paul ricochet spot. I still, I, I'm still watching that back. That was cool. I know, like, just two dudes jumping into each other, but I popped for it. I thought it was sick. It was cool. It was a springboard clothesline thing. I like collisions. Yeah, what I liked about it is how simple it was like it really wasn't anything that was out of left field like logan can hit buckshot lariats like he's done a moonsault like he can do things off the top rope and the fact that he just did a basic springboard into somebody who does basic springboards in their sleep being ricochet like it was just so simple but so great and i feel like it was a good spot for ricochet too like you trusted hand somebody you know can hit the spot and it's just more or less trusting logan to hit the spot and they they nailed like that like like that little like suction cup noise that their chests made when they collided was perfect. It truly was. Yeah, they got some hops too. They got some they high, were high man. Beautiful. They were high up. That was scary. Like that that was the scariest part about it. And of course, we call it like a simple spot, but because in reality, it is just two dudes doing a springboard cross body onto each other. But like the 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 execution and the overall like finish of it is hard for sure. But what I loved about this Royal Rumble, it was a meaty man rumble. Like the amount of men 
that just had meat on their bones in this match was wild. And they started off hot, Seamus, Gunther. Great start. When Drew got included, I loved it. When Bobby got included, I loved it. Brock got involved, I loved it. I just felt like the the Rumble, in my opinion, and I know we disagreed on this, was paced pretty well. Like, I feel like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of surprises and people you didn't expect to be in it. You know, we got Booker, which everybody expected Booker to be in it. Nobody expected Logan Paul, I feel like, to be in it. And then obviously Brock Lesnar was in it too, but... Um, I was the opposite. I didn't expect Booker to be in it because when he when they I expected him to be in it the year that Bad Bunny sang a song and he was like in ring gear while Bad Bunny was singing the song. That was the year I expected him. And when he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not wrestling ever again," I, I I I knew this is his town. I didn't really think like I'm like he's done. I, if he wasn't gonna wrestle when he was in ring gear and a song being sung about him, he's not gonna wrestle now. It doesn't matter if it's his hometown. But he shocked us. And then Logan Paul, I, I, I we, I thought we both. I was surprised that you said you were surprised by that. I thought we both said he was gonna be in a rumble match. Well, I, I just didn't know what his like injury situation was because if they tell somebody they have like if somebody yes, writes off gets written off as an ACL, or, he literally said he t- tore both his AC and MCL. I'm pretty sure, like storyline wise, like if that dude got super Cena recovery strength at that like in kayfabe, but like I just didn't expect it. Like I honestly really didn't. Uh, especially late in the Rumble, too. And this is my biggest gripe with the Men's Royal Rumble. We need to stop putting the winners at 1 or 30. That's not fun. It's dumb. I don't like it, especially 30. Like, I understand it's Cody coming back from an injury. You don't want to rush him in. Put him at 27. Don't, like, it makes sense, realistically, that 30 has the highest number of winners now. But, like, Put him at 27, man. Like you guys mark, you guys have marketed 27 as the magic number for years. What's the last time somebody's won from 27? Was it one of the women? That's that's all I can think of. Maybe Charlotte, but I don't know. I feel like it was Charlotte. That's that's what it came to my head originally. But but yeah, I it that bugs me. It really bugs me. It bugged me too. It was weird. It it was just I love that the finish was this. It was like an actual match between the two. And that was one thing I loved about this Rumble that really stood out among other Rumbles. That the actual like in-ring action was really good. There were some really where a lot of quality spots. Like you already brought up some, but um yeah, that that they had like an actual match to finish the last two, which was sick. I just thought it was weird, like Gunther's the Iron Man, been in there since one, been over there an hour and like eleven minutes, and like I get that Cody's supposed to win. He's the baby face, but like he is he really the underdog in that situation if he came in at 30 and beat a tired man who went had to go through Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and Seth Rollins and so many other just animals. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, weird way for Cody to win. But um he did. And also I think the predictability of it of both matches soured a little bit for me not too much because they were still fun to watch they're still i mean a lot of rumbles are predictable who's gonna win but that doesn't take away from them being fun yeah that's true and i feel like the pay-per-view overall was was kind of really the biggest three things about it was men women's royal rumble and the bloodline story which we'll get to after we talk about the women's royal rumble i thought the women's rumble was all right like you said extremely predictable i didn't expect Rhea to be one and again why is our winners at one or 30? Don't like that. 
Rhea doesn't need to be the one. Rhea doesn't need to be the Iron Woman. Like she doesn't need that rub. We know she's a fucking badass. We know that she is easily the best woman on the roster right now. Arguably better than most of the men on the roster right now. Like she doesn't need that. It it just I, I don't know. Like it, it, like even Gunter didn't even need that rub either. But like happy he had it. But I don't know it, the women's rumble. It was all right. I liked the live and the Kana stuff slash Asuka stuff. I, I, I think that that was arguably two of the other best parts of the Women's Rumble. But other than that, it was just all right. Um, I actually liked it. I didn't think it was that below the men's for me. I think um, like I was t- talking to some people both online and one guy I work with, one guy I worked with, his favorite match of the night was the Women's Rumble. And he was he was like, I was talking on Discord and I was like the vibe, too. Um, and that kind of surprised me that they loved it as much as they did, but um, and they were kind of like, and eh, the men's was okay, but um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was, I thought it was a little paced better than the men's match, but in terms of actually like keeping me invested, I started to lose interest in the end. Um, so I guess the pacing kind of fell off. I like this. They had a couple more surprises, not more. Like the men has like one. Um, Edge and Lesnar don't count. People, Lesnar was there all week. Doesn't count. Edge doesn't count. Fucking all he Edge did was, was gonna be there. The we know. Day. That's literally all Edge was there for was to set up him and Finn Balor having a match on Raw, and probably him and Dom to have a match at some point in the next pay per view. Yeah, so that doesn't count. But um, women's matches, uh, Oscar as Kana and the face paint and the new character that was sick. Uh, I loved. I liked the finish. I know the apron battle. It's kind of like strict like we see that all the time but um i thought how they did it was unique and like live being blinded and like fighting blind and like oh can she win blind that would be quite the way to win even though we all know Rhea was gonna win and she did and heel fashion taking advantage of the situation um not having honor but you know that's the Rhea Ripley way uh like you said I think she should just came in later, not like 30, like one and 30 winners need to stop. But if she came at like 29 and Nia was still 30. Uh, what a, a fucking surprise. fuck that. I'm sorry, Triple H, but absolutely fuck that decision. That was a shitty, bad decision. Bad, awful. And no I'm happy they botched her. it. I'm happy they botched it. That's that yeah, that just... should show you. That's that's what the universe thinks about Nia Jax. And that's what the wrestling gods wanted her return to be. Shit. And it was, and she just sucks. Keep her away. No, nobody wants her there. Uh another surprise I liked was Chelsea Green having her back. I know there was a bunch of talk that she's coming back. Like she took down her fan page and stuff like that. And when she came back and she got eliminated five seconds, I thought that's hilarious. I thought that's actually a kind of funny way to bring her back. And she's still like entitled and stuff on Raw. And it was funny. I'm I look forward to Chelsea Green. I find her very funny and uh, a, a pretty great character. Yeah, I think the Ross segment definitely saved her. I, I think that that like if they just completely buried her right off the bat, like it, I think that would have been pretty sus. But I'm happy that they had that Ross segment. And like I said, overall, like it wasn't a bad rumble. I, I liked the women's rumble for what it was, and I'm happy with what happened. The thing I liked about both rumbles, though, it progressed a lot of storylines, especially the men's. I felt like there was a lot of like Bobby Brock got set up. Edge and the Judgment Day continued. Logan and Seth is potentially getting set up, which was like a sneaky one. But I've seen so many people talking online like, wait a minute, that match could steal WrestleMania if that happens. Mm-hmm. 
I would say Bobby and Brock wasn't really set up. It was more so continued because this has been ongoing. And Brock returned at Raw, and then they had another run in at SmackDown. And also, they've had the off and on feud for like months now and stuff like that. Well, I think one feud that uh, certainly has been in front of our eyes is, of course, the main event of the Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. The match itself was good. I really liked the match between those two, two good hands. Kevin always has great matches. Roman, probably one of his better matches, probably one of their better matches of the trilogy of Rumble matches they had. I'd probably put that at two or one. Um, and then the ending, the ending of, of Royal Rumble. I really appreciated that the announcers just let the moment sink. You heard the crowd. The crowd was hot. A great crowd for the Royal Rumble too, by the way. Great, great crowd. But just to see Sammy with the chair and Kevin Owens handcuffed to the ropes, all the rest of the bloodline watching along as Sammy just struck Roman with the chair and the crowd went wild. And my heart broke, man. My heart broke. Seeing Jay walk out of the ring, seeing like the Uso, like our, um, Jimmy and Solo just like beating up Sammy like, because they have to, more or less. It was amazing. And it made me really sad because I really want that to be the WrestleMania championship match. I really wish Sami Zayn ended up being in the Rumble. Like, that would have been funny. Or not funny, but that would have been an interesting story if, like, you know, Sami came and snuck the Royal Rumble win and then that all happened afterwards. I feel like it would have been a good setup, but I, I guess we're probably going to get Sami versus Roman at Elimination Chamber and then... Probably Sammy and Kevin taking the titles off the Usos at Mania is probably that's my prediction right now, but I don't know. That's probably my prediction too. Um, Sammy should definitely have the match at Elimination Chamber because that's in Montreal. That that pop would be crazy. But um, I I heard that like Roman's not actually slated to be at Elimination Chamber, so we'll see what happens that. But I'm still saying Sammy versus Roman. I feel like they have to pull the audible here and even if Roman Reigns wasn't supposed to originally be in the card. Um, pull the audible, put him on. That match is a banger. Um, they should to- throw, totally just throw the curveball and have Sammy win. <laughs> yeah, then you have a face I know face that match. makes Cody Rhodes' situation kind of weird, but, like, I don't know. And then make Sammy just go full face, separate the belts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that will work, to be honest. I truly think the solution is to separate the titles at this point. Like Sami Zayn can carry that title for like a, a hundred days or so, drop it to somebody, and yeah, I don't know. But I think this will segue us perfectly into our next thing we wanted to bring up, and that's fantasy book and Cody Reigns' eventual title reign. And I I think that it's gonna happen. I think Cody is definitely gonna be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Whether it's for one of the titles or both the titles, I'm not too sure. I'm hoping it's just one because I don't think Cody would look good with two titles, I'll be honest. Especially since he already wears a belt. So, like, what, he's going to wear three belts? It's preposterous. But, I don't know. What do you think What do you think is going to happen with that title? And I've been thinking about that a lot recently, ever since he won the Rumble. It's tough. At first, I kind of thought, give him, like, a year-long reign and have him lose to Gunther at, at uh, WrestleMania because that would come really full circle. But um, at this point, I think... A long run. I mean, it's just a year, but a, 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 that's still a long reign. And I feel like having a long reign after we just had like a two and a half year reign, it, it's kind of tough to do. So I think around Survivor Series, take it off him. 
have the world title match be it in main event instead of war games or um just on you know survive series war games or don't do war games i don't know i actually like survive series war games so keep the war games matches but don't have the world champ in the war games matches next year have gunther beat him at survivor series do it in boston again so i can watch it (laughs) i'm not gonna um, yeah i mean i'd i'd love to be there live for gunter winning a world title and i yeah this is me being totally biased by this fantasy booking but i i think them gunter having that spell of cody in the rumble and i think it would come really full circle and make a lot of sense if gunter's the one to take it off him and then that's a that's a long reign you know i'd I'd be fine with even after the long reign of reigns. I don't care. Get go to the belt for like five years. <laughs> well, and I, I completely agree with you, actually. I, I think that the Royal Rumble was going to end up being a long-term story tell for sure, especially with how dominant Gunter's been. And I and what I've been thinking about it is the story rights itself. It's arguably the oldest wrestling storyline there is. Ultra mega babyface representing America uber mega heel representing some foreign power it writes itself it literally writes itself right like this it's it's a it's a wrestling trope as old as time it's the american nightmare man like the story writes itself that's all i'm saying it's a wrestling trope as old as time but yeah i I completely agree with you i don't know how long i want his reign to be because obviously he's gonna have to fight through some heels but at the same time on the smackdown side of things like, I don't know who many heels there really are. I mean, Raw even doesn't have that many, like, ready-to-go heels, I feel like. Like, I, I, I'm trying to think of even I think one. there's a lot of tweeners. There's, I mean, a, there's lot a lot of guys that can too. turn heel. Like, like Valor. Drew, I kind of wish Drew would turn heel again. I, I like heel Drew a lot more than face Drew. Not saying that face Drew isn't awesome, but, like. He just needs that mean heel- streak. Yeah, I, I think heel that mean streak drew that aggressive drew versus Cody and a feud. That's a banger. The, the, that's a that's a trilogy. That's a magical trilogy. Um, and then Sheamus, of course, can play heel. <laughs> he's mainly heel in his career. So that's an easy switch because he's he's kind of like a tweener that leans face right now anyways. And then, you know, uh the brand split's kind of dead. So I think there's a lot of guys they can do it. Like Sami Zayn can play both. Kevin Owens can do both. I think there's a lot of options here for um, opponents because I think WWE's main card is is just stacked. And I don't think anyone really comes close to it. I mean, yeah, yeah I think that's fair to say. No, that. I think the Rumble genuinely proved that. I know you and I talked about how it's obvious that Cody was going to win, but they're really like, I believed at some point, like when the final three ended up being outside of logan paul but seth gunther Gun- i don't know why i call him gunther gunther and uh cody like i was like any three of these guys could win and i wouldn't be upset you know like i was very like you know what even if they do a swear with seth seth has been killing it this year and he deserves it and he could easily beat roman reigns gunther versus roman reigns gunther versus roman reigns yeah that'd be heel versus heel but like those men would slap some fucking meat and like i would love to see gunter just like destroy roman reigns and like that's just how the roman reigns reign ends like that would be wild and plus he was the iron man too like even when like sheamus and drew were running house i was like okay sure don't give sheamus it particularly but let's let's run it with drew again sure he should probably should have won at clash of the castle anyway but 
yeah like i i genuinely was like this also proves how much star powers wwe has right now that's one of my other things i liked about the men's rumble too like there was just so many people where you were like okay if they give them the rub i'm not mad really not that mad exactly and there's also a couple main card caliber guys that are on the shelf which is even crazier and Riddle and um, uh, Big E, both of those are guys that you can plug in world title feuds very easily. I mean, not really against Cody since they're both baby faces, but um, I mean, you can turn either one of them heel. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think Big E turning heel is kind of weird at this point, especially if he comes back from injury. He, he he's would, not going to be yeah, heel. He would, but... he would need some sort of mouthpiece or to be a heavy for somebody before he goes heel again. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think Cody could have a decent run, though. And I, I feel like my uh, my biggest fear is just that Cody's hot right now, but once he starts getting stale in his championship run, the crowd's going to turn on him fast. Yeah, we've seen it. We, we've that's seen exactly, it AW. We've seen it. So, yeah, I, I think that that window between SummerSlam and Survivor Series is the time to take the belt off him. I know I said Survivor Series before. That's seven months. I think that still might be a little too long. So I, I, I'd say even... Originally, I was going to say like in October, but I'm, big moments in Saudi Arabia shows I don't love because I, I don't want them to be in Saudi. And that's usually October and they're in Saudi. So I'd rather not give Saudi big moments. Nothing against the, the, the audience there. They're they're great. It's more so just the Saudi itself. The, the shows just always have that air about them. Like, you know, certain performers won't even bother making the trip for obvious reasons, but. Yeah, I, I I think SummerSlam would be a good time frame too, though, for sure. And of course, one thing that will always be consistent, especially about big four pay-per-views, is the people calling them. And I also loved the Pat McAfee surprise in that it was a genuine surprise for the announcers. But one thing I personally felt about the Rumble is that Michael Cole killed it. Michael Cole does his best work with Pat McAfee. And I thought that Cole was on fire for the Rumble. And I know that historically you've always said that michael cole isn't good michael cole is pretty mid but for as long as i've known wrestling i have known michael cole to be the one true consistent thing about pro wrestling for me and i have never once thought he was bad outside of when he was a heel when he was a heel he was horrible trash did not even want to like listen to the tv because of michael cole but when they just let him be a normal person or let him be the the commentator I thought he was good. Plus, Juice, this is our, something I always say in our arguments. That man was a war correspondent. Um, that's awesome that he was a war correspondent. Uh, good for him. He should have kept doing that. <laughs> Keep away from my wrestling. If you're like Bill and you're a fan of Michael Cole, uh, power to you. I'm not. I'm not saying fire the man. Um, but I don't. I, I can't stand him. I think he's just repetitive. I think his. He's not as repetitive now that Vince isn't in his ear all the time telling him to just say people's nicknames five billion times, but he still is. And I think the Royal Rumble kind of showed it. He started to fall in that pattern again at times, just being like, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, I get it. She's mommy. It's kind of annoying when you do it. It's fine when they do it. Uh, I think him, Pat McAfee have solid chemistry. It's just like, I don't know. Nothing he says I find funny. Nothing he says, I think, really adds to the conversation. I think it's just basic cookie cutter stuff. It's basic. It's basic. It's boring. It's bland. And I think 
I know that people's arguments will, well, yeah, he's always paired with these big personalities. He kind of has to be the cook, the, the plain guy. And that's a solid argument there that he, you can't really have two big personalities. You can't really pair Wade Barrett with Pat McAfee as much as chaotic. That would be that, that wouldn't work for that. And Michael Cole being the, Oh, what's the word for it? This, the, there is a word for it. The commentary that's the grounded guy, but, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the grounded guy. And, um, I respect him and everything he's done. He's done so much for this business and that's why I'll never say like fire the man. I know I used to say things like that, but I won't now I respect him. And also he leads, he does a lot backstage for the commentary team that, um, I also respect him heavily for, I, I just, every time he talks, I just, my ears just start to bleed. <laughs> he just great. His voice grates me. I, like I said, I don't think he really adds anything to the conversation or anything. He doesn't really make me laugh. And if he does, it's just cause it's cringe laugh. It's like, <laughs> okay, Michael, go away. Hey man, I love Michael Cole. I will defend Michael Cole for the day I die. One thing juice. I don't know if I can defend until I die is uh, the AEW revolution. Now, this is the video game, right? By the way, no, 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 the pay per view. Oh, I thought we were talking about the, the video game. I don't know why. No, the video games fight forever. Uh, I don't know. all right, redo, redo, redo. Come on, Ooh. Bill, you watch AW, bro. Actually, I genuinely don't know the last time I've sat down and watched Dynamite or uh, uh, Rampage. <laughs> think of the name of the second show for a second there too. I think that's well, just Rampage sucks. I, I don't even remember the last time I watched Rampage either. Um, I'll be honest though. I, I guess I I might as well leave this in. Yeah, I I honestly am not too uh not too up to date with what's going on in AEW right now. I uh I follow it still loosely, but like anything I would have said I want to see for the pay per view, like I feel like they've just been giving away on TV. I think there's a lot at this point. There's a lot of things that still aren't like confirmed. I think they're the only match, which isn't technically confirmed because Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson has to go through his trials because MJF has to make everyone go through trials to face him. Like if, if Danielson's successful, which he will be, he'll have that 60 minute Ironman match. But other than that, there's not really anything that's confirmed. It's just like things that would probably happen like Joe versus Wardlow, or maybe it's Joe versus Darby Allen three or something, something like that. I mean, Joe's going to have a match with one of those two guys. I want, I'll, I'll just say one, keep it quick and simple. Um, I want Keith Lee, who's been off TV a while. I want him to come back soon. And I want him versus Swerve. I want that match ASAP. I think I'm not sure if this one would get it. Um, if, and also, I'll be honest. I'm not even sure what if, if I don't think Keith Lee's hurt. I looked it up. I didn't find anything. I think he's fine. I think he's, you know, off TV because he got that brutal attack from when Swerve formed his faction. And Rick Ross is a heel, I guess, which is cool. I like Rick Ross. But yeah, I love I love Rick Ross being a special referee versus Swerve versus Keith Lee. Have Swerve win and then have Swerve be the one the throne darby i say keep the bell on darby for a while i mean as much as i love the king of tv stuff by joe i think swear versus darby would be a banger there's a lot of history there going back 
They're both Washington guys. I think that's just a banger waiting to happen on double or nothing. And I want Swerve as a champ. I think him as TNT champ just sounds electric. But um, yeah, going back, the match that will set that match up is the match I want at Revolution. That's Keith Lee versus Swerve. And I don't think that's a TV match. I think that is a pay-per-view match because that would steal the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, like I said, I in terms of revolution, like I'm I'm just not too sure. Like I don't really feel like there's too many storylines where I'm like clamoring to see blow-offs for, at least from AEW right now. And the ones that I would want to see, I feel like we are just kind of seeing on TV. So I don't know. Uh, I um I honestly don't really know how much I have to bring to the table for this discussion, Juice. That's fair enough, because I think they're a little cold right now. A little, a little bland. I mean, as we're talking, we're recording it to Wednesday. I think they got some good TV episodes and they're doing some good matches. But in terms of long-term storylines and pay-per-view storylines, um, I don't know. This pay-per-view is kind of falling into the back. I kind of forgot that they were even having Revolution soon. And I didn't even know the date like, or where it is. And it's like a month away. So, yeah, I, I think they got to do a little better job at building to it because they usually do a pretty good job at getting hype ready for pay-per-views months and like immediately after the last one they they start going to the, the next one within a couple weeks and they're not really doing that this time so i don't know i, I hope tony khan's got some in the back pocket to um you know ramp up the excitement for that and really get people back investing in aw uh, I know there's plenty of AEW fans who listen to this. Like, AEW's been great. Yeah, they have some great matches, but I think WWE and even Impact are, are getting more talked about than than them right now. Yeah, and I don't think that's anything against the talent. I feel like it's just WWE is coming off the Rumble, and you know, they the arguably the the storyline that people have been waiting to see payoffs for the most in wrestling over the past like year and a half is getting paid off right now. And yeah, I don't know it's it's tough it's definitely tough but to close out our discussion here tonight juice you brought a pretty good question to the table and something that i've been thinking about and i feel like i have an answer and we might honestly have the same answer because it's it's funny you put that on here because i was watching a cultaholic video about like the top 10 people who have never been wwe champion and there was like a few people that when i watched that video i was like oh okay yeah like i I do believe that person was ever a WWE champion. And you wrote, if you could choose one WWE wrestler to get a massive Kofi Mania-like push, who would it be? I feel like you've been thinking about this one. I've probably said it on the podcast before, but I, I have to say it. Yeah, Sheltie. That's, Sheltie. It's, Sheltie. that's who Benjamin. mine is, too. That's who mine is, too. I mean, if it's if it's a... Kofi Mania, like a WrestleMania type push, that'd be sick. I'm not saying this is going to happen. It's not going to happen ever. And I'm going to be sad forever. And a lot of fans are, but it's just like he has such large fan support that the pop would, I, I, nothing against Kofi Kingston, but I think it would blow that out of the water. I think Sheltie Mania would be a lot bigger than Kofi Mania because it's just like the amount of you go to Reddit, you go to Twitter, you go to Facebook. It doesn't matter what social media you go and you see comments of wrestling fans. When you ask this question or questions like this, Shelton Benjamin shows up so much. I mean, it used to be Samoa Joe when he was a WWE, but 
Now it's it's Sheldon's always been a name that's been there. It doesn't matter who the other guy is. Sheldon's always that second name or the first name that comes up in that situation. I think the best way for pushing would be win money in the bank. Cause that's the first person I think, well, one of the first people I think of money bank, but if they did another way, it would be WrestleMania. Just give them that WrestleMania moment, I'm not saying win the rumble, but maybe like win the elimination chamber to get like the number one contendership. I'm not doing saying do this this year, but I mean, he's getting old man. Eventually he's going to retire very soon. I think they, uh, I think pulling the trigger on this would be really smart. And I think triple H is the guy to do it, but he's just like off and on TV and, it's getting old, so it gets injured a little bit. I just don't think we're ever going to see it happen. But if it did happen, I think I would legit cry happy tears for this man because no, I, there's not many people that deserve it more than him. And I completely agree with that. I think it would be good if he did it with like the hurt business. Like if they brought back good hurt business, not just like weird has random people in a hurt business. But yeah, I, I completely agree. In terms of match caliber and like athletic prowess, he's always been up there and always been top of his game. Plus, his name is the gold standard. How are you not going to give the guy whose name is the gold standard gold? How is the only title he's ever won in WWE United States or the uh, Intercontinental Championship? He's probably won the United States Championship. I just can't think of it. But he, he, and he, he, he definitely has. He toured the country or he toured multiple countries, multiple different promotions. He's you know, showed up and showed out in so many different places. It's not like he's like a, just like a plucky veteran who's just like there to have a cup of coffee. Like, no, nah, man, like when he goes out there, he puts on a fucking show and he can still go. He he arguably is probably some of the inspiration for a lot of the wrestlers we see on our TV every week, especially like the high flying guys. I feel like he he was one of the first people I can remember where I was like, this dude's just straight up athletic. And I like that. He's also just got great charisma and energy about him too. And even though we don't see him talk too much, like he can, he's proven it. He's proven it. It's just, you got to give him the chance to do so. And you got to give him, just give him the tools to talk and he'll talk. He'll, he'll, he'll surprise everyone. He can, he can talk with the best of them. If given the chance, it's just, he's not really given the chance often. I think a title reign with him, I'm not saying it has to be long, but I think he could really keep fans' engagement for a while. I'm not saying I think if he does get a title reign, I think just because age and some limitations, it would have to be a kind of shorter one. But if they gave him a longer one, it could be a while. I think that would if they did it right and gave him a lot of freedom because he's smart, he knows what he's doing. I think that's something that could engage me for like a year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like it would be better as a short one and just kind of have him like win it at like a not like a one off pay-per-view, but like one of the lesser pay-per-views, have him be a fighting champion for the next few pay-per-views. And then at the next big four, just have him get built up facing somebody like, you know, like Brock Lesnar, for instance, that would be like a built in story. Lashley would be a built in story, just like somebody who like is just going to overpower him and just like dominate him because I feel like he's just crafty and swift enough that like he can get by with most normal wrestlers. But like when it comes to the big dudes, like, yeah, he can try and outspeed them. But like once he gets caught, he's, he's going to be done for, you know, I, I could see them doing something like that. Not, not the three second squash that the Kofi Brock match was, but you know, like a competitive seven minute match. And if you have anybody else in WWE that you think could get that massive Kofi mania, like push, I'm going to say also Shinsuke just as an honorable mention. Uh, you can let us know on social media. 
and choose where can the people do that? Okay, you go to Twitter, right? You, you go to Twitter with the little bird. You type capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Right, let me talk to you some more. You go to the Instagram. You type T O T C underscore P O D all lowercase. And that's just a fact of life. Yes. And as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you do not leave us a five star review, that means that you specifically you that person not leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact fact and again thank you all so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time